0: Ammunition, whatever it takes to get you on your journey as you push through and grind through behind the grind. Let's go. All right, welcome back to another episode of Behind the Grind. I am your host, Sharon Schuler, and as always, I'm so glad that you are tuned in and you are listening to another conversation right here on Behind the Grind. Listen, we say it each week, it's our goal to bring you real conversations from real people like you and I that are about their grind. And this week, I'm excited to share a conversation that I had with a therapist, a counselor, uh, someone that helps individuals on their grind to navigate uh, through the mental health space and help them uh, to stay mentally strong, especially during all the different things that we're facing today, all the challenges, all the things that we're up against. Listen, I've been a proponent about mental health, and I believe that we really need to incorporate incorporate it in some shape or form in our lives. Of course, I am strong about the spiritual health, and I'm going to continue to promote that you take care of your spiritual health. But as you get your spiritual health up to par, you definitely want to uh, make sure that you have this mental uh, space, the mental health intact to go along with you on this journey and on this grind. So with that being said, I'm excited to share this conversation. Um, I will strongly encourage you to share this podcast uh, episode, share it with someone that you know will benefit from it. Uh, there is some conversations some topics that we're talking with, and I think everyone can really benefit from this conversation. So without further ado, let's jump into this conversation on dealing with it, mental health, right here on Behind the Grind. Let's get it. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Grind. I am your host, Sherrod Shuler, and I'm so excited to be back at it again and back with interviews that are popping off this year. Like I told you before, I have some great individuals that are in the grind seat this year that I'm interviewing. And I'm excited about the conversation that we're going to have uh, with the individual that I have in the grind seat today. Listen, you know, there's so much happening right now, so much going on, and I figured to start this year off right is to have individuals that really speak to the time and the season that we're in. And so with that being said, the individual that I have in the grind seat, of course, he's a husband, he's a father, he's a mentor, he's a business owner. And he is a therapist, counselor, and he's going to clear that all up for me, specifically what his, his title is. But he works in the mental health profession. And so without further ado, let me introduce to all of my behind-the-grind family, my guests. I'm going to call him doctor. He's not a doctor, but doctor, George
1: Conway. Listen, man, listen, man, I appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate being here and we definitely not going to do doctor. I ain't doing no more official uh, standardized fundamental school ever. <laughs> like that, that graduate degree about wore me out. So I made a promise to myself after I got done with that. But you named a lot of things. And I like to call myself a jack of all trades, master or none, because really we figuring this thing out. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? I'm figuring this out. But officially, I'm a clinically licensed therapist. Um, we um Definitely uh, have uh, individual sessions, group sessions uh, for people who want to uh, get some strategies and some techniques to uh, possibly alter or adjust that uh, thought process so we can reframe our lives as close to the ideal life as we possibly can get it, right? And when I say ideal, I didn't say perfect, right? The close to the ideal life because we're going to have some ups and downs, you know what I'm saying? But we want the good to our way to bad. So that's pretty much what I do. I talk to people. Uh, we, we, we navigate through issues, struggles, problems, mental disorders, and different things of that nature so we can get people on a path to stability. That's that's kind of it in a nutshell.
0: Man, so so today we're going to get into that. And I think you, the, the things that you're going to provide and the things that you offer, you know, I've been following you uh, a little bit. And, and, and let me just do this. You know, I hope he doesn't get mad, but I got a name drop. Uh-huh. I came across you uh, by my, a good guy, a good friend of mine. Uh, you know the guy, Sean Hart. So I have to yes, name drop for a moment. Yes, but I know sir. you. You're heavily involved. You guys are good friends, and you're heavily involved with the involved dads. Um, you mm-hmm. help there. You do so much, and recently, I've really been impressed with what you've been doing with this little TikTok thing, man. And, and, oh and it's been catching oh fire.
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad somebody impressed because every time before I push in, I'm like, "Do you really want to do this, George?" I'm like, "You got to do this, George." <laughs> like I was explaining to you before, I'm definitely more of a, uh, a behind the scenes. I, 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 I prefer intimate settings, one on one, small groups, and different things of that nature. But with everything going on right now. Information has to get out. You know what I'm saying. People need to have at least have some names to the faces of some of the things that they've been going through. And one thing that um, I know that plagues our community more specifically is sometimes we just normalize or accept things as uh, as normal or functional, and it's really like the cause of a lot of the roadblocks, uh, pitfalls, and bumps in the roads that we face. So. As much information as I can get out, and like you said, I do the TikToks or whatever, I try to get it out sometimes in a humorous way, uh, sometimes in an informative way, sometimes in an educational, excuse me, way. I just try to get it out. We, You know what I'm saying? If the help is available, I want people to know that help is available. The things you're going through, you're not alone. I can I can assure you of that. You're not alone. And help is uh, available and, with, and accessible. Right, you know.
0: So let's let's stay there. You know, I think, like I said, you, you're definitely um, fitting for this year. You know, we've come out of a, a tough time, you know, right from the get go. We had COVID and it's had yes. all these twists and turns, uncertain, uncertainties. Yes. Everything's been going on. We experienced loss. But what I want to speak to right now in the beginning here, I want you to talk about the impact COVID is having on all of us mentally. If you can,
1: it's 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 such a valid valid question. I don't know your age. I'm forty three years old. Man, we the same
0: age, bro. Okay, so so
1: (laughs) if you are anything like me, and I know everybody have different experience and different perspective, but I'll say it as plain as I can. I've never seen anything like this in my life. I've never seen any... This is unprecedented times. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I'm saying that to say that not only were uh, your, your your average Joe available, I mean, not only were prepared for anything like this, uh, children were not prepared, parents, adults were not prepared, but this is some people didn't even know therapists were not prepared. You know what I'm saying? We were not Prepare for this because most of our, the the crust of our stuff is based off of historical research experiences and different things like this. So when you don't have like a blueprint, you know what I'm saying? What do you say? What do you do? And so um, I know for me, trying to give while at the same time trying to manage, you know, just, you know, what's going on in my sphere of the world, in my little circle, it has been... um, I, it, it has been a challenge. Um, March of 2000 and what? 2019, was it or March of 2000? Uh, one whoa, day in 2020. Yeah, 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 2020, I'm sorry. yeah, March of 2021 day, the world was one way. And then the very next day. Completely changed completely changed nobody's seen it well i'm not gonna say nobody but me and you the majority <laughs> you know, we, right. didn't, we the majority. didn't see it coming it <laughs> might have right. been some you know what I'm, saying? I'm not a conspiracy theorist but I, i'm assuming there was somebody who had a little bit more knowledge than you know just i'm average i like to come i'm an average joe you know what I'm saying? i go to work i come home i feed my family you know what I'm saying? My family, and you know so i go to the next day but like so we never seen the company so we couldn't be prepared so now everybody's scrambling 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 and then you said something so many twists and turns there is so much misinformation out you understand like there's so much you don't know what's legit you don't know what's fraudulent you don't know what's conspiracy theories you don't know what's political you don't know what's gonna like we're managing i'm saying all that to get to this point all of us are in an ongoing traumatic episode you hear what I'm saying, brother? Like, So I, I tell people all the time, because a lot of times people as a therapist and pastors might experience this too, people just want you to fix it. Right. You know yeah. i They <laughs> want to fix it. And so I, right. I, I literally had to tell somebody the other day, like, there's no amount of, I'm not telling you to stop coming, but there's no amount of therapy. I'm not telling you to stop doing it, but there's no amount of self-care. I'm not telling you to stop taking it, but there's no amount of medications that can completely cure what's going on in the world right now. You understand what I'm saying? Like we're all, like, it's ongoing. Like, the, the, the best we can do, and this is opinion, right? The best we can do is manage, navigate, tolerate, and live. That's the best we can do. Manage, navigate, tolerate, and live. You know what I'm saying? Do what you know is best for you. And if you hear, this is a part that I really want to say, if you hear some information that you think could potentially be helpful, don't reject it. You know what I'm saying? And And I think a lot of times we just kind of do what we've been doing or we do what we know to do. And then some new or maybe foreign information come and we like that sound right. But no. And I'm saying like at this point. You know what I'm saying? Be open to helpful information that could possibly change your thought process. That could probably because your thought process is directly related to your results. The way you think directly influences the way you behave, the way that you move. The way you behave and the way that you move directly influences the results that you get in life. So if your results are not matching up, if your results are not uh, ideal, if your results are not favorable, there needs to be a shift. There needs to be a change. There needs to be an adjustment in there somewhere. But you got to be willing to accept it um, when it comes. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I know you've heard the term "stuck in our ways." This is not the time for that. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like this is not the time for that. So like just just be open to helpful new information. I guess is my point with that with that uh, little rant right, right there.
0: No man, this is good. Let me ask you this: You know, being in your your yep. space and, and experiencing what you've experienced, like you said, this I love how you keep it so transparent and keep it real because you know, some something is human nature for us to think that we know it all. We 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 yes. got it all together, and I love yes. how you broke that down and says. I mean, the, the therapist, everybody's figuring it out. We we navigating
1: navigate, man. We are nav- your, your best therapist. I I, I, I I consider myself to be you know above average, but I, I don't consider myself to be. I'm not I'm not Ivon I can't say her name right or or any of them. You know what I'm saying? But I'm saying I'm telling you, they're navigating we were not ready. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We were not, like your top tier therapists are navigating because when they shut down their uh, virtual sessions or when they leave their office, they have to go home to their families who are like, you know what I'm saying? Are, are, are you safe? Are we safe? You know what I'm saying? What's going on? How like, like everybody is kind of piecing this thing together and I'm telling you, this is the time and this is, I want to speak specifically to the introverts because I'm one. This is the time to use your your ally this is the time to use your allegiance because i'm telling you, you can go stir crazy sitting up in a room by yourself thinking over and over about everything that's going on in this world right you can go stir crazy so use your people find your tribe find your people use your people
0: oh i love i love what you just brought out there because you know you know me i and in, in, in then the whole introvert extrovert i you know we do all of that kind of stuff with the uh, yep. the, the, the the tools that we use And it's interesting that you say that because all of us are processing it different. And I know, you know, from a standpoint of the world, they like to cast everybody's experiencing the same thing and everybody's going through. There's some of us that are dealing with it internally. Some of us are are acting out in some things, you know, it's what I perceive. Now, I'm not, you know, I'm not in your profession, but what I see, I see some people Mm -hmm. acting out and I see some people that are dealing with this. And it's it's, it's causing things that may be happening internally that many of us may not see. And they're suffering different ways. Can you speak to, uh, you know, that individual that is uh, dealing with it, the the introvert type that are dealing with things internally and then speak to those individuals that may be acting out in some shape or form during this time? Because, you know, let me just say this, you know, in the beginning we were all isolated, but now it's free for all, per se. Some want to be isolated and some want to be out and it's causing more confusion.
1: Listen, 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 man. So when everything originally shut down it was no different for me I don't, I don't I don't, be out, you know what I'm saying? I don't be around, so I'm fine. Now, you you brought up Sean, and he gonna see this, he gonna hear this, and I'm, I'm gonna bring it up here. Sean is a top-tier extrovert. He liked to be out, he liked to be in boat, you know what I'm saying? And so, like, me and him would talk, and you're saying, "Why I'm sitting at home drinking some tea or something, Sean, the walls are closing in on my man, because he like, man, I got to be around people. I got to be touching somebody, you know what I'm saying? And different things like that. Now, I will say, for me personally, after about months, three or something like that, I'm like, well, I, I could use, you know, some, some, some you know what I'm saying, so, so people, like, I started shifting the walls, I, I didn't think that the walls would ever close in on me, because I'm a homebody, I like to be home, you know what I'm saying, and so, like, um, when, when, when I started realizing the, what was happening, you know what I'm saying, I got exactly what you're saying, because then, like, when the first, we got we saw like that first little light at the end of the tunnel and they opened us back up i'm i guess you could say acting out cuz i'm here there everywhere then they you know then they popped this like no 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 you know you know come on back like y'all making it worse and so you got people like that and like is you you say it as acting out and i do see that because like i definitely feel like you know what i'm saying and i'm probably going to lose a couple of people on, on 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 this one but i definitely feel like you know what I'm saying people are taking land of the free and home of the brave and they're like running with it like like i i you know what i'm saying i'm not i'm not finna, I'm not gonna go into four mass against masks, for vax against mass but it's just like like the things that we are choosing to 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 fall on our sword on when you look at like like it whether it's however it was originated however it uh was driven whatever the purpose was we're here now People are dying. You, you know what I'm saying. And and we one thing we see about this is there is not discriminating at one at, at the beginning at, at the one at the, at the beginning. Oh, black people can't get it. I know you heard that. Like at the beginning, and then you know what I'm saying. And then it came and ravaged our community. You understand what I'm saying? Then I heard. Oh, it's not it's not the young ones. It's, it, you you gotta be. It's, it's, it's only older folks. Then it came and started wiping all different ages, races, uh, socioeconomic stuff. Like, it, listen, we here. We, we we're we're here now, and I get it. Like, you know, what I'm saying we we are free, and it's a free country. And you know, saying much love, thank you for your service to those who fought for you. You know, the freedoms and different things like that. But. I'm talking about, like, right now, like, you, it's not, you don't have to go far to find an obituary somewhere. You know what I'm saying? If, if we're just being real about it, you don't have to go, you don't have to go far. And then, so, then you have the people that will even argue that. Everybody ain't dying from it. They, they you know, they're grouping it all together. Like, people are arguing and they're mad and they're uncertain. And I'm telling you, what's happening is we are going through trauma. You know what I'm saying? And so let me tell you something that I that I know about trauma. When you don't know who to blame, you find somebody and you find something. When you don't know what to blame, you find somebody and something. And so people, what are we doing? We're we, we, we becoming aggressive. We're becoming offensive. People are losing, you know, uh, relationships and different things like that because we're trying to figure out something that is not figure outable. I know that's not a professional, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? I know that's not a professional or, or a term. But we're trying to figure out something. Everybody is trying to figure out something that is outable.
0: Let me let you me say let me say this on that because I love yes, that sir. word and I'm going to have to adopt yes. that if you let me. But that's ex- <laughs> yes sir absolutely yes sir. That's exactly what's happening, and I think you hit the head on the nail. It's like as soon as we think, okay, well, this is what it is. You know what yes. I mean? The moment yeah. you you lock your head in on this is what it is, this thing says, nope, that ain't what it is, and it moves Listen over there. It, it moves. Listen, man, when I heard the term. Delta crime? I, I, I lost. I, I lost. I'm
1: like, it's all, like this the the, this, the apocalypse that they've been talking about this all our lives. Like, it's, it's have you heard the Ferona? ferona <laughs> brother. When I heard that, I'm like, okay. At this point, it is because we, we, we're trying to figure out something that clearly. The 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 biologists they don't have it like we 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 out here and so that's why I go back to what I originally said we're we're trying to fix and the best thing we should be doing is trying to navigate to uh, to to tolerate and you know what I'm saying like it's clearly it's not going to be over you know what I'm saying like you know what I'm saying like clearly you know what I'm saying life has changed. You know what I'm saying? The way we, we live life has changed. And I hear so many people saying it. I just want to get back to normal. I just want to get back to normal. This is opinion. This is not scientific based. But I think that's an unrealistic you know, wish. And, and I think you're setting yourself up for failure. You're setting yourself up for more acting out. You're setting yourself up for more arguments. If we don't accept. I'm not saying embrace. Because nobody want to embrace what's been happening these last couple of years. But I'm saying we have to accept what has taken place. What is. And a lot of times people... Uh, operate uh, based on what they want as opposed to what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a lot of a lot of people, a lot of clients that I, I that I deal with, they ha- they have these 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 reoccurring issues because they're operating and behaving based on what they want life to be, as opposed to what it is. And we have to start now. I'm not saying we can't get to what we want life to be, but right now we have to move and we have to um, accept what is to figure out how. Do we hit this point or how do we navigate here or how do we adjust here to get that? We're not there yet. You know what I'm saying? We're not there yet. And you know what I'm saying? One thing that we're talking like, we're talking about grief is so complex it, it is so complex it, it is so complex and uh, a lot of times people think that grief is simply when somebody passes away or when somebody transitions to the afterlife and let me tell you something you can grieve any major significant loss or influence in your life let me tell you exactly what i'm talking about earlier i said that uh one day life was one way one day life was different the next day life was different um i have i, I see uh minors, I see school age kids. They went from knowing school one way the entirety of their lives and I'm and I'm like I wanna hone in on that like that that eleven and Eleven or 14 year old, they knew you know what I'm saying, because they right there in the middle, right? And they knew school their whole lives one way and then the next day is different. The way they socialize is different. the way they learn is different. the way you know what I'm saying, Everything changed. You think that those
0: babies was not grieving? Let me say this on that, because I think yep. we, we miss it. And I'm glad that you brought yes. up the youth. We we think, oh, well, they're used to technology and they're used to this yes. and they're used to that. And, and, and a lot of times our conversation is from an adult perspective. But sometimes yes. we don't think the, the impact that this is having on children. I think I heard someone was talking about their child and how uh, they burst out into a fit or a cry over, you know, mm-hmm. whatever they were trying to fix or something was going on. And then in the midst of that burst out, the child just said, I don't want to get COVID. You know what I mean? So they're screaming and, yes. and doing whatever they're going through. But the whole issue is I don't want to get COVID. And and, we, and they're upset. We, you know,
1: we're, we're watching the news, whatever your pleasure is, whether you're right or left. We're watching the news. We're seeing our timelines on our social media is COVID, COVID, COVID. No matter what side of the, you know, of the fence you on, we're talking to each other. We're talking to them. They were just, you know, saying they was just talking about Snapchat and Facebook. So they don't even a lot of them don't even understand what happened, what's happening. They just knew that one they don't day, have anything day, to say about it. Day, they, you know, what I'm saying they, they don't even know. And so we're expecting them to have just because they like you said, they have access to technology every now and again. I'll go and read the COVID, the latest COVID article because I'm an adult. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know what I'm saying? I have responsibility. Like, they still trying to be you. Like, they still trying to socialize. They still want to go skating. You understand what I'm saying? They still want to meet up at the mall. But we're expecting them to know what we know. So we're expecting them to respond how we respond. And we're putting unrealistic pressure on them. And they are grieving the fact that unannounced and unprepared that their life was one way one day. One way to next. And you know how I learned? I didn't learn this. I got clients, but I didn't learn this from clients. But I learned this from my 13 year old baby girl. I learned this from my third and, and, and I didn't get it. So in my head, like she's smart and she's brilliant and she's above average with grades, but she don't like school. She just don't like school. So in my head going virtual. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to get up. And that's one of the reasons why she don't like school, because she like to stay up and game all night, so she don't want to wake up anymore. So in my head, going virtual would have been fine. We ain't got to have the rough mornings where we like, get up Gabby, that's my baby. Get up Gabby. We gotta like, You know what I'm saying? And so, but like about six months in, I'm talking about the first wave when schools was just completely out. Six months in, we noticed her in her room more, sleeping more. Grades plummeted. You understand what I'm saying? Plummeted I'm a therapist and missed it. I missed it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's one thing about me. I, I'm going to say it. If, 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 if I dropped the ball, my baby went into a depression. You understand? What, she went into a depression because her life changed and I'm helping the world therapist you know therapist kind of went i'm helping the world me and my wife having constant conversation her older two siblings are a little bit older they were still working so they were going out they were able to still socialize because they jobs the, the they was in service industry so they were able they wasn't you know they didn't miss that part they still had that outlet baby boy at the time they were saying that it was that the youth that the the younger ones were not successful so his his school at the time which is like a pre-k was still open she was the only one. Me and mom, we moving around, you know what I'm saying? We're taking our precautions, wearing our masks, sanitizing stuff. But we're moving around. Baby girl is in her room for a year. We caught it in like month six, between six and eight. But she in her room for a year. Do you do you hear me? Like we're still recovering. We, we, we we're still Recovering, and you know what I'm saying we're expecting these babies to respond to things like we respond when we have more information about the reality, more life experience about the reality of what is and what has taken place
0: man They're I'm, grieving I'm glad you're sharing that I mean that is head on and it's not just in you know you're you're like as you said you're you're in, in a therapist. I mean, I'm sure there's pastors out there that are yes. experiencing the same thing. You know, all of us, we I think we're missing it with our youth in the aspect yes. of, uh, I think we've written it off that they can handle it and all this kind of stuff, but this is something that we do need to check on, we do need to gotcha. provide, and, and we need to to, to to process what they're experiencing, right, or try to... Yep. Figure out what they're experiencing. you,
1: you, you got to talk. And, and I. A lot of times we, because they do have more access to technology and different things, we look at them more because they can work a uh, remote or something better than us. We look at them as like highly intelligent, but we're missing the emotional part. We're missing the part that they're still trying to process. What the heck happened? My life. I'm in school one day talking to my friends, blah blah. the next day, I don't see them for a year because schools were closed for about a year before they originally, like, oh, again, yeah, about, about, it It's about a year, and, and and the crazy part is we, we, it further let us know what went on because she got in when they went back to in person, within two weeks, her grades was back through the week, back through the roof, so I even learned that my baby don't learn this way, kids learn differently, schools, like, <laughs> man that's that's another podcast when we get to school that is a <laughs> you know? good point that is such kids a kids don't point. learn and some kids some kids took virtual and they was on point did they, they think other kids completely and i and i've heard just over and over again kids don't learn the same way in schools like they a lot of schools and i'm not saying this is by any fault of some of the bomb educators i worked in education for 20 years so there's some bomb educators that doing everything they can and then some but one thing that we have to learn learn as far as schools is that kids number one don't learn the same, uh, same way and how they learn is not cookie cut and they take this one size fits all approach and it does not reach every single one it does not some for some babies the socialization is just as if not more important than the academic's because you don't know what these kids are going through at the crib, you don't know what they going through at home. So, like, I I remember when I was doing my undergrad at U of M, and I was I was working at a school, and I said to a professor, I said to her, I have these kids. And I, I, I spend, I try to make every day with them, you know, just a good time because they got so much going on at home. But when they, 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 only with me for six or seven hours a day. But when they get home, they got, you know, the rest, the remaining sixteen or whatever hours left in the day of, of chaos of this, that, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And she said to me, and I'll never forget it. And I took it with me in every school that I've. Been, she said sometimes the best you can do is provide a safe haven while they're with you. When schools got shut down, do you know how many safe havens were eliminated? Do you know? Listen, and think Think about this. The majority of at-risk schools have free lunch now. Do you know how many meals were eliminated? On top of people dying, grannies and grandpas, uncles and aunts, parents dying. because right. they're
0: in the, the homes. homes. They're in those
1: homes. In the homes. Dying from COVID, then that's just COVID. We're not even just talking about the regular things that people pass away. These babies might, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, you know, this is this is a perspective. They might got it worse than we do. And we think just because they're resilient or just because they're tech savvy or whatever, like they, they'll manage and they're resilient. You know what I'm saying? They'll bounce back. And some will. But brother, all of them will not. I'm doing everything I can. Once once my wife and I identify what was going on with our bed, we did everything we possibly could and doing everything we can to get her back on track. And we have some we have some high days and we have some low days, but we working. You know what I'm saying? And I you know what I'm saying and everybody don't have access to stuff like I do, but I'm saying what you can do for your child, for your grandchild, for your niece, for your nephew, do it. Get them into therapy. Get them like we signed up for uh, martial art. Get them into some activity. Like, do what you need to do. Of course, follow the protocols. Do what you, you know, what I'm saying for your safety and your health. Like, but find if there's any virtual outlets for them. You like we we got to find it. Uh, churches, you know, what I'm saying like what, what whatever. Like, we got to work together. That's what I was saying earlier when I was talking about the intro. We got like this is not the time to be me my four and no more. Like this is not the time to be me and my four and over. Like, like, like we got to, we got to come together. We got to put the work in. That's why, like I told you, like I'm not a, a, a camera face, but I'm like, I got what is my part? My part is I have information that everybody might not have. So the first thing we talked about earlier, the first thing I did was I wrote the book. I wrote the book, Good Grief, and I wrote that. It was there was a little moment in there that seemed like we were kind of coming, turning the corner on this thing. You know what I'm saying? It seemed like we were trying to turn the corner on this thing, So I was like, okay, we're about to start the healing process as a society, as a community. What can I do? Because I, I only got so many hours in a week that I can have sessions with people. So well, I'm like, what can I do, you know what I'm saying, to get information or help or assistance out to uh, as many people as possible? And so I came, um, I sat down, and, and the one thing that I love about uh, Good Grief is I um, I interviewed Show,
0: show us, us that people. book. Show us that book yes, if sir. you can. Good, wow. Good Grief.
1: Like our our life after their death. And the one thing that I, there's there's a chapter in here specifically dedicated to COVID. And one thing I, I interviewed about 20 people, you know, what I'm saying because great, great grief is complex, but grief is different. It doesn't look the same. You have some uh, steps and you have some stages that everybody will navigate through. But everybody's process is not the same. So I interviewed about 20 people who lost a loved one to COVID. Uh, you know what I'm saying and they were able they, they were very transparent they told me their stories they shared their stories the depth of their relationship with their person how they dealt with it in the moment how they dealt with it during because you know that time was weird you couldn't go in with your loved ones you know what i'm saying you hoping on the wing and a prayer that they come off the ventilator it was crazy so people they we talk about it and then for the they tell us they tell me how they navigated and how they're navigating since the transition so i wrote it and i'm thinking okay this is my contribution and then we turn around rates back up deaths back up and it's like Okay, I gotta get started on part two. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm saying that in jest, but it's like it's
0: we it's ongoing. Like, right? This is a time of uncertainty. Yeah, let's yeah. let's part anxiety. Let's kind of sit there for a minute because I think yes, a lot ma'am. of people are talking. You know, you you brought it up, death, and this is something we need to talk about. I mean, we we, we entered into 2022. Now, of course, we're going to just use it from the framework. Celebrities that we know have lost yes. life. Now, a lot of them were older in age. But it's still just a shock of dealing with death. It's like we see it on our timeline. It's like, you know, every day we're seeing it. But we're seeing individuals, you know, from a celebrity standpoint, they're having their eulogy, I guess, on on, on the social media, per se. And We all get a chance to chime in and how great they were. But let's talk about the people that we're losing close to us that are not in this limelight, that that are huge impacts. How are you helping people uh, deal with that that type of loss, a major loss in their life? So not only
1: did we um experience death um at alarming or concerning rates um in when this thing was in the crust of it, but how we processed and dealt with it was different if you remember um, it's, it's a little bit looser now, but at first they was allowing what maybe ten people uh to go to uh to the funeral you know what i'm saying um you, know, you you remember you, you remember that so so there's a lot of people cuz the fun, you know funerals are from they're supposed to be for some form of closure or peace so people were not even being allowed to do that you know you understand what i'm saying not only that but let's talk about before that if you if you remember there were tons of people who Because nobody knew what was going on, health professionals included, you couldn't even go in the room and rub their hands, say your last goodbyes, get your last kiss on the cheek, let your last tear fall. And so when I talk about unprecedented, like I have. We've written all the rules about, you know what I'm saying, going and getting the last rites and saying this, whatever your culture or your religion is and different things like that. We had the rules for how the funeral program is supposed to go. A lot of times you hear jokes about funerals in the white church, funerals in the black church. Like you, 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 we, we had rules in place, unofficial, unwritten rules in place for how to deal with it. The whole thing got flipped upside down. And so now it's like, okay, well, I didn't get to go to the funeral, I didn't get to go to their room, they gone, I didn't get to say goodbye, I didn't get to apologize, I didn't get to get this one last thing right, we didn't get clarity on that argument we had, and then sometimes it wasn't even an argument. We didn't, you know, I just didn't get to tell them I love them one last time. You understand what I'm saying? And so now the the grieving process is extended. More so because we were grieving, but we didn't know if we was gonna be next. Come on, <laughs> so you so, so so you didn't get you didn't get the grief because you still gotta make sure you sanitize, you still gotta make sure your mask on, you gotta make sure you go sign up for your vaccine or whatever. You know what I'm saying? For some people with sea moss and vegetables, like whatever you was doing, you didn't have time to really think about this loss that you suffered because you're trying to make sure that the people that still here, yourself included, was straight. So some people are just now getting, and then every time, let's think about every time you hear about something or see something or such and such passed away, you're revisiting the loss. That's why I'm saying to you, brother, like navigating therapy, you got to find yourself some, let me tell, let me tell, let me tell people something about this. There is, there there was, there are laws passed. That requires your insurance. A lot of people, a lot of times, people therapy can be expensive. I'm not going to be, um, you know, facetious about that or anything like that. But there's a lot of times there, there's there was laws passed. A lot of times there's uh, provisions in your insurance, whether you're in, whether you're uh, in, by your employer or with the state insurance. There are provisions for mental health services that people just don't know that they have access to. A lot of times people like myself, because we know what people are going through, we have what's called a sliding scale rates. You understand what I'm saying? Where it's affordable based on what your situation is. Please don't take advantage of that because there are some people that absolutely need it. And then there's some people that's, you know, just trying to cut corners. So, you know, what I'm saying like, don't let that be a reason to stop you, but at least reach out, see what help is available therapy um I don't I don't consider myself a religious man but I do know that there can be value in religion so you know what I'm saying like what 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 you got to do some for some people is yoga for some people is meditation you know what I'm saying this is where we get into uh self the self-care topic for some people is fishing you understand what I'm saying some people is drawing for some people is exercise for some people is making or listening to music you have to find your thing I can. Th- I just threw out a bunch of them, but you have to find your things. There are some things that bring calm and peace to other people that does not do anything for me. For me, uh, Sean, we keep bringing Sean up, but Sean took me golfing maybe about three times, three years ago, maybe probably even a little bit longer. It was one of the matter of fact now it's probably about about six years ago, something like that. And people talk to me about golf all the time, how calming and relaxing to me it was like chewing on wood chips it was the most boring i enjoyed the socialization being with my brother having a good time but it is not nothing that i would ever you know what I'm saying? It is not nothing that I, now, now me and my wife will find, like, when we go places, we like to find little miniature golf for dates and stuff like that, but but that's going to be, that you ain't going to hear me yelling, for. you ain't going to hear it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It didn't do anything for me, but for the next man, it might be, those, those 18 holes might be just what you need to wind down from a rough week. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, my point is, you have to find your thing. You have to find your thing. You have to try a couple of new things, what calms you, and you have to intentionally, this is the part, intentionally, intentionally, I'm saying that over and over and again for a reason, you have to intentionally make it a part of your to-do list. You have to intentionally make it because let me tell you something about this life. Right now, number one, we live in a capitalistic society, but number two, right now, People are all about the bag, and I understand bills. I understand responsibilities. I understand costs, but I also understand that you can absolutely burn and wear yourself out. And now, all those people you work working hard for, you're no use, you're no good because you had a mental or a physical breakdown. So,
0: so let me um, ask you this: So I, I noticed you, you've given some things, things to deal with to help you cope with it. Do you do you suggest that? Um, and and this is just a question now because i'm hearing a lot of people talking about mental health do i have to have a problem do 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 i
1: have to i, I, I let, let me see, let uh, so because I, and i'm gonna, i'm going to speak to this from two angles number one i'm going to speak to it from a hollywood angle and then number two i'm going to speak to it from a african american angle and I, I know you have more than uh just african american in your audience but i'm i'm saying that for a reason so from the hollywood angle You have to understand that when they write scripts and when things get the green light to... to uh to to, to get, go into production or whatever uh a lot of times you you hear when you do if you read about them you say the things were highlighted or embellished or fictionalized for entertainment purposes why am i saying that because a lot of people think you go to a therapist when you're a serial killer or when you you know what i'm saying when you just completely off the chain when you're hearing voices and different things of that nature like you got to have this this uh major diagnosis uh whether it be be uh you know bipolar one or two or schizophrenic or something like that to come to a therapist and yes we do see people who have those uh disorders and those things however i have people who come because they need an outlet to talk about or they need somebody to just bounce everybody in a circle is invested so everybody in a circle is going to, sometimes, you know, because people do a lot of group things or or the people that they're in they in circle was raised just like them. So they don't have a different perspective. So they just come to me because I'm a neutral voice that's going to offer a, a, a different perspective, not to tell you what to do. You know, what I'm saying not to be all in your business, but to say, hey, have you thought of it this way or have you tried this something that they might not hear right in a direct sphere of influence? You understand what I'm saying? Like, like you. Sometimes people just. Do you know that? Like, people call it psychotherapy, but but it's the, the uh, another official talk It's talk therapy. You coming to talk? You come. You, you're coming to talk. Just like I'm talking to you right now. This is literally how some of my sessions go. You say what you say. I say what you say. It's never like. And a lot of times, people think therapists are to tell you what to, I'm not to tell. I'm never. You're never. Hear any client I've been in business in private practice about six years now that, that said I gave them a direct order I, I never gave never one. and if you a client and you hear this and I did call and, and expose me like put me out there because I'm not supposed to be telling I'm supposed to be helping people reach self-actualization where you can navigate your life I'm an assist I, I'm there to assist not to you know what I'm saying not to micromanage I'm not to the police Anybody. So that's another reason why people don't come. But Hollywood, my point was Hollywood has to sell movies. So what you have seen there is nine times out of 10, not reality as far as the therapist and client relationship. They have to make it over the top. They have to make it, you know what I'm saying, extravagant. So you will pay your money, you know what I'm saying, to stream it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if you're basing your, your idea of a therapist and client relationship off of what you saw in the movie, I'm going to ask you to throw that out and, you know, give it, a, give it a try for yourself. Now, that's the Hollywood perspective, the African-American perspective. I have heard since I've been in this field. I cannot count. I could retire tomorrow if I was paid for every time I heard somebody say that's white people's stuff. you know what I'm saying that like like what is your therapist I, I, do you do you have any black clients you know As a matter of fact, I do you know what I'm saying because people and, I, and and to be honest with you, brother, I don't know where that came from now, well, I take that back. I do have an idea. I think it came from when you start talking about the expense, like I said, the laws that require insurances to provide, those are fairly newer, right? And so maybe it could be because of the uh, economic um, disparages across racial lines where white people just may, uh, or Caucasians, I'm sorry, I don't know if I'm saying it politically correct, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but they may have just had the means To to go see a therapist or a psychiatrist or different things like that. And so a lot of our, you know, help um, historically came from places like the church, you know, I'm saying or or social clubs or the barbershop, right? (laughs) Absolutely. The barbershop or just grandma and granddad. What they said was was law. You know what I'm saying? What what they what they said was lost. So it was like, okay, they fix their problem or they work on their problems their way. We work on our problem our way. But like, and I'm not please please, please, please out there uh, in Radio Land, I'm not negating nobody's pastor, nobody's granny, nobody. I'm not negating nobody's nothing. But what I am saying is collectively, and I'm going to stand on this. I'm going to stand on this. Collectively in every major area of survival and life, We, as a unit, is behind. Whether we're talking about financially, educationally, like um, uh, career-wise, we are behind. So, why did I say that? I'm saying that to say this, and this is going to be rough for some people to hear. A lot of the things that we've been doing collectively as a unit has not been working. Come on. (laughs) So, the definition, everybody's heard this, the definition of insanity Is doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result. Much love to your pastor. Much love to Granny, Mama, Meemaw. Much love to to Papa, Granddad, Uncle Charles. You know what I'm saying? Much love to all of them. They did what they could with the information that they had. But what I'm saying is, if we look at this thing as a unit... We have to try some new things. And I'm saying try it. I've had people come, uh, sit in my office, uh, sit down, go through a session, maybe go through two or three and decide, nope, this is not for me. I respect that person's choices more than I respect somebody that just says, "Oh, I don't want to hear that psycho babble. That's for white people." Blah blah blah. Isn't that like without giving it a chance? Like you're not going to even. And I, and listen, let me be clear. I stay for so I'm not even saying people got to come to me. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm saying find some 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 assistance somewhere. Some professional. A lot of times there are people in your life that love you and they want the best for you, but they just were not trained. Uh, Or or are not, you know, just equipped to help you with your specific problem or your specific thing. So, like, don't just shun every professional or you think you educated you. No, I, I don't think I'm better than nobody. What I do think is the information that I had to retain and comprehend was based off of a group of people. A lot of times African-American people just depending on what the study was and the, the strategies and the techniques or the methodologies that I'm going to give you have been proven to be effective. So I'm just trying to expose people to new information. It's never about fixing people like when people because I, 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 I have I have good I have success stories. I have horror stories in practice, but with the success stories, it's never about me, man, I did that like I don't need that. You know what I'm saying? I I, I don't need that. It's my job. This is what I'm supposed to do. But that person was able to avoid um, some potentially life altering choices that would have sent their life in one direction that not only sends their life in direction, but now it affects everybody that they're attached to, whether we're talking about their kids, whether we're talking about their spouse, whether we're talking about, you know, siblings that might look up to them. Like this, like it's it's, it's supposed to be infectious. Like a lot of times people like when they come in, they're like, how do I get somebody else in? I'm like, you can't force nobody into therapy. You can't manipulate. You can't threaten. Oh my goodness. You cannot automate somebody into therapy. The best you can do is let them see the changes in you and become attra- attractive enough you- where they like, man, that's really working for you. Now, what did you say that that, uh, that therapist name was or something like that? So it's so, like you got a model, you know what I'm saying? People say it all the time, be the change, the change you want to see. want to see. Right. You know what I'm saying? Be the change you want to see. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, like and I'm saying this to, uh, uh, I, I hear, a, uh, I have a lot of women who, you know, try to auto- automate on their guy. You know I'm saying therapy, and then one thing that I see a lot of, I see a lot of mothers with their uh, adult sons. You know what I'm saying, and they trying to you know force them in there and stuff like that. And I'm like, until a person is ready, you know what I'm saying, um, I'm not going to say we completely ineffective, but I'm saying you're going to get the most bang for your buck for your buck when a person is invested in what we need. And I can you know I, I can speak to that because I've had people who come to me because they were court ordered, right? So they, they're not coming at will. And when they come in, they're they're coming in, they're gonna sit there, and a lot of them gonna be compliant, a lot of them gonna be cordial, but I know that it's going in one ear and it's going out, out the other. It's not, not
0: it's, to it's, not it's not doing what it's supposed to do. It's
1: not doing what it's supposed to do because they're not vested, they're not interested, and they feel like they're being forced. You know what I'm saying? So, like what I'm saying, I'm saying that to say to everybody like you get to the point where you know, okay. This is not working. I am not working. What I'm doing, how I'm thinking, how I'm behaving. like And, and, and how do you say, and I can give a list of symptoms, but I'm going to give the one that's the most important. If you are involved in conflict with the main areas of your life, home, your job, family, friends, everywhere you go, There's a little seed of discord. There's a little seed of conflict
0: or something like that. There's a good chance. There's a (laughs) good chance. Listen, listen. (laughs) That that was the question I was going to ask next. I was going to say, well, how do you identify if you need it? And so you get the head on them. That's one of them. But but what you're saying, I love what you're saying because you're saying, and you said it earlier, we need to be open, right? We need to be open to this. Now, not to discount all the other areas, because I think everybody plays their role in our lives. Right. Yeah, we we, we absolutely. have absolutely. big mama. It's
1: not it's not either or right. it
0: can be we, both big mama, the barbershop. All of that plays yep. its role. Those are good yep. things. And I, I love our community because we have that. But where we lack yes. at is going forth in the mental health space and getting absolutely. the counseling and the therapy, absolutely. because our pastors do their job. I, I, I yes. believe that you do need that spiritual component to, you know, yes, you, if that's the, the world you walk through. That spiritual component has its part, but after they've cast out the demons and done all of the things that they've done, now we need yep. a counselor to help us navigate, as you said, through well, life. You know need to
1: be- because Sunday morning service is amazing, and Wednesday night Bible study is great. But there's a Monday and a Tuesday in there. That's where your therapists come in. You know, day—we call it the day-to-day operations. You understand, you understand like that? Sundays, and this is opinion, but like Sundays and those are refuels those are recharges because life happens. But like the therapist comes in with, with practical strategies for day to day operations, because you got to make decisions, whether minor or major, you got to make decisions every day. You have to make decisions every single day, and if your way or your decision-making process, or if your decision-making history, has caused you know what I'm saying, or dropped those souls, those seeds, excuse me, of discord or conflict in just about all your major areas of life, chances are everybody else can't be wrong. And I, and it's the reason why I'm saying that because people brag about the weirdest things to me, bro. I see people all the time, me, myself, and I, solo, dolo. I'm on my own. I cut everybody off. Mm, and I cringe at that. Now, there's some people you do need to put boundaries on. There are some people that you do need to, you know, for your benefit or for your stability, you might need to walk away from. But but no man needs to be an island out here. No man needs to be an island at all.
0: So yeah, I like what you were saying about you know we can't be on our own and doing things on our own because yeah you know that's that's tough to to navigate when you go to that place. Can you expound a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's really simple. You don't know
1: everything. You, you know what I'm saying? Life is still life in you. You know what I'm saying? Like I like to think of myself as a, a intelligent guy. But to think of myself as, you know what I'm saying, having this thing all figured out and having this thing all worked out and stuff like that, that's just simply not realistic. That's simply not the case because life have twists and turns with life have good and bad and ugly. And you absolutely have to be able to get out of yourself and your intelligence and, and listen to somebody else about certain things that go on in your life that you cannot figure out. I have been, my oldest child will be 21 this year. I have been parenting for 20 years and I still, because I got my youngest is five. So go figure that. So, you know what I'm saying? And I'm still learning. Now, somebody would take 20 years and like, I've been doing this. I'm good. I don't, listen, I need all the help because I got an 18 year old in there and I need all the help I can get with that rascal. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So how am I going to get that help if I just sit down and, and, and go back and forth with my wife about what we should do next. You know what I'm saying? I got to talk to other parents. You know what I'm saying? I got to talk to my therapist. You know what I'm saying? I got to, you know what I'm saying? If, if I had a pastor, I would be talking to my pastor. You, under, you understand? Like, you know what I'm saying? I got to see, you know what I'm saying? Because when there's certain things or certain things that come up that, that, that don't bring the desired result, you know what I'm saying? And I'm spent and I'm exhausted. I got to talk to somebody else. I have to communicate with somebody else. I have to get a different perspective. And so for, for the people out there, and, and listen to me, I understand that life can hurt. I understand that people can use you. People can take you for granted. They can take you for advantage. I've been there, done that. I, I understand that. And it does hurt. I'm, I'm Listen, I'm not negating anything, any struggle, any trauma that anybody has ever been through. But what I'm saying is don't let those relationships block you or hinder you from entering or engaging future relationships that are supposed to be in your life. We will, listen, there is a difference between building boundaries and putting up walls. You know what I'm saying? Boundaries are, you know what I'm saying, you take the compatibility with you and a person, what works and what don't work, and you structure it to where it's not emotionally, physically, or mentally damaging to your life. A wall is Stay away from me. All y'all stay away from me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't grow that way. And I'm tell you, I'm going to hit it from another way. Another reason you don't go that way, because if you don't got people around you that can challenge you, that can challenge you, or say, hey, nah, that ain't the route you want to go, or nah, you know what I'm saying? If you don't got people that can at least make you think and regroup and stuff like that, you will never grow. I'm saying that. You're like, you will never grow without people around you. I harp on, I proclaim, I promote accountability partners. Don't have to be a big entourage, right? You know what I'm saying? It don't have to be a hundred pennies, but you better have four quarters around you. You know, you understand? You, you, you know what I'm saying? A hundred pennies, like, separate, they're, they're less of value. But the four quarters, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, like it's not about quantity of people you got around you, it's the quality of people that you like. There's a scripture we've talked to you be know, evil, you know, communications corrupt good manners. Like, like that's, that's legit. You don't have to be a Christian to know that. You don't even have to believe in the scripture to know that the people around you, you know, what I'm saying, you know, what I'm saying, uh, directly influence what 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 goes on in your life. You are the sum total of your closest people.
0: I love it, man. I mean, what you're saying is is spot on. You know, and um, you know what you brought to what we our discussion has been fire. But before we get out of here, I want to I really want to talk about you know because this this is behind the grind. So a lot of yeah, people yeah. may be listening to this that are on that journey of grinding and doing everything. Yes. And yes. Um, what, what can advice could you give to those of us that are on the grind, trying to do it all, yes, trying to master yes, yes. it all, trying to hit goals, all of these things? I, what I, would I you can, say?
1: I, I can. There was a there was a season in, in my entrepreneur journey where I subscribed to the no days off concept. I sleep when I'm dead. You know what I'm saying? And different things like that. And I'm going to tell you something. I was getting to it. I was getting paper. On the other side of that, my I got four children, and I pride myself on my relationship with my kids. Right? And on the other side of that, I looked up, and I was living with strangers. And, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to specifically speak to my older two. You know what I'm saying? Like, and in my head, as a father, as a husband, I'm doing this for y'all. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing this so you don't have to go through what I, we, we didn't have. We didn't have a lot. So I'm doing this because I don't want y'all to go through what I had to go through and different things like that. And more than they needed that financial support for some of the things they were going through, because we're talking ages 16 for them. It was like 16, 18. You know what I'm saying? we on the other side of it now. We're working hard now. But more than anything, they needed daddy. They didn't need me. They didn't need Santa Claus. You know what I'm saying? Like, now, 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 as far as material things and provision, they were getting any and everything that they wanted. Except for my time. Except for my time. We wasn't having discussions that we had when they were younger. You know what I'm saying? We wasn't uh, taking the trips that we were taking when they were younger because I was working. I was getting to it. So I'm saying all that to say this like, you have to prioritize in your journey you know what i'm saying it takes money to do things i'm never i'm never going to tell somebody don't go and do what you need to do but like you also have to prioritize those other elements that make life life you have to prioritize like so. So like now, I have days off. You know what I'm saying? Because I was you. You go back a couple of years, you see hashtag no days off. And, and like like I'm I'm only you know what I'm saying like that. Like now you might you know that people be mad because like you you going off again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now in my situation, I'm trying to make up for lost time or whatever. But you know what I'm saying? But I'm like find your balance. I guess I can say it that way. Find your balance. Make sure that while you're on the grind, that you're doing the things, and not just for the people around you that you love, uh, significant others, kids, and things, but for yourself, because there was some burnout in there that I experienced uh, as well. Listen to me. If you don't voluntarily take time off, if you don't voluntarily uh, practice self-care, your body, your mind is going to involuntarily do it for you.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's the facts? So and, and, and like we mentioned earlier, we're the same age. So I we've been through life and we understand. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, it does sir. have it's
1: it's gonna it's gonna going do it for you. It's gonna be
0: voluntarily or involuntarily, you
1: choose. Yes, sir. At, at, at some point, you know what I'm saying, and your body will tell you. It will absolutely tell you whether it's by your appetite, by your sleeping pattern, you know what I'm saying, uh, by the things that interest you. You know what I'm saying? You start losing interest. I don't know. Like, your body, there's all types of signs. Your body will tell you first. It will communicate with you, but it's up to you to listen. And then after listening, receive and make the adjustments necessary. So get get, get to it. Get what you got to get. But pay attention. You know what I'm saying? Pay attention.
0: Man, George, I appreciate what you have dropped. You know, I, if at some point, it, you know, I know you got a lot going. on. At some point, I would love for you to come back and do a part. No, this
1: is, this was this was this was uh, very much enjoyable, and it was like this is my first one of the year. And I have explaining to you that I'm gonna be doing a little bit more, but like yeah, so yeah, anytime, man, anytime we can work it out in our schedules, like I'm 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 on here. This was this was fun. I needed this. I feel relieved. Awesome. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I'm saying? Like, like this was therapeutic for the therapist.
0: So, so before we get out there, I like to usually do some. Random question, thought, this that. Let's get to it. (laughs) So nothing major, but if if your I want to know, and then the people want to know, your favorite (laughs) wrestling uh, person of all time, who is that individual?
1: Man, I I I want to I want to go ahead and say uh, probably. The Ultimate Warrior, but I gotta give a shout out to my five year old man, Gravy Train, man. That's my favorite wrestler. <laughs> his name is his name is Grayson, but we call oh, you talking about Gravy your son? Train. Okay,
0: Yeah,
1: my bro, man. He, he you know what I'm saying like he 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 my boy. That's that's my boy. But if we go on like celebrity wise, I'm I'm gonna just say uh, probably Ultimate Warrior. Uh, from you know you gotta you gotta know not WWE, but you gotta know WWF to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He came and kind of just shook up the wrestling world. It was like something we hadn't seen up until that point. So that was my guy. Yep.
0: With that, piggyback off that, who's your least favorite personality rap, uh, wrestler that you least like of all time?
1: Honky Tonk Man. Like you know, what I'm saying like I'm just not I'm not you, you know what I'm saying country was not my thing. I I was I was I was I was ecstatic when his intercontinental uh, championship reign was over and the fashion that it was over in that was the, that was the best part that was, that was the best part of me. I couldn't wait for him to get green. He was like the the, the epitome of a heel for me. So he was definitely definitely a uh, honky tonk man. Awesome.
0: <laughs> All right. So before we get out of it, I know there are going to be some people that want to, you know, continue on this Absolutely. The information that we're talking about. How can, you know, obviously you had talked about the book, but how can, first of all, how can people follow you? How can okay, they get okay. a hold of that book? And then if you could briefly talk about your, your, your resource, uh, I believe you have a book resource. I do. I uh,
1: it's, it's a bookstore. It's a resource room and that's located here in the city, but we do ship. Uh, anywhere in the continental United States, but if you are in the city or, or in the area, that's at four one nine nine Saginaw Street inside the Sylvester Broom Center is the. Got to re-
0: mention image. the city you're from. Now you got to you got to oh, call oh, us out. I'm so sorry, that traumatic. is Flint,
1: Michigan, <laughs> and it's the uh, Sylvester Broom Center forty five hundred five. Um, that's the Re-Image Resource and Reading Room, and we have uh, books where we specialize in books about mental health, uh, education. Um, teams and it's one more that I'm having a brain fart right now one more uh, section that we, uh, we kind of specialize in but we have a, a vast variety of books and that's the Reimage Resource Room uh, Reading and Resource Room uh, to contact me or to follow me uh, you can Reimage Collective uh, Counseling, I'm on Facebook uh, Instagram and also on TikTok, so on TikTok. Okay. I'm sure I try <laughs> to drop, drop some, some, uh, some uh, daily uh, mental health moments Uh, For people, you know what I'm saying, Uh, my phone number, office number is 810-553-6013. You can email me, reimagecollective at gmail.com. Or you can check me out, if you want to check me out first, check me out at the website, which is reimagecollective.com, where you can also instant message there about openings, uh, availability, things of that nature, or just consults. Like some people, they don't know just yet, and they want to, you know, have a conversation. I'm open to have a conversation, then you make the decision, no strings attached, Uh, consults are no cost, and we go from from there.
0: All right, and one more time the book if there's in, is the book yes, available sir. Are people in The, the book, book is
1: available. Um uh, if you call and you mention this podcast or if you order you mention this podcast, they normally are $13, but for this podcast they'll be $10 and it is Good Grief, Our Life After uh Their Death. Um, like I said, I, uh, interview, I talked about a, uh, close friend of mine that, that lost, that, uh, passed away, interviewed his family. And then there's a chapter in here, uh, specific to COVID survivors of those who lost, uh, someone due to the COVID-19 pandemic, um, also in there, there's information as far as the different stages of grief, um, different types of grief. It is so complex, and a lot of times people are going through things, but they don't know the name to put with uh, what they're going through. And so I try to, uh, it's an easy read, about 100 pages, but I try to put as pack as much uh, easy, readable, and accessible information to help somebody through their journey. Because like I said earlier, grief is different for everyone know it, you know what I'm saying, even though there might be some commonalities, your process is your process, and don't let nobody tell you how to grieve, you know what I'm saying, they can give you some instruction, but if somebody tells you things like, oh, you should be over that by now, or you should be crying more, or you know what I'm saying, like, like, people, people say some of the most insensitive things during this process, and that'll be another hour, so, you know what I'm saying, but I got, I actually got examples of that in the book, people that, told their story i asked one of the last questions i asked them in the interview was name some things that people did that helped you and some things that people did that that,
0: were that not is so good helpful. that is good i you love i love that because you know a lot of us don't know what to it, you we know from the other side we say. don't know what to say and how to yeah. help individuals and,
1: and, and it's not you're not being malicious but you you know what I'm saying you're being offensive or you're being insensitive and so everybody gave me an answer of some of the things that people did and said that helped and some of the things that did and said that were not so helpful and, that, you know, that might be for somebody to know next time. Don't, you know, what I'm saying like some people, some people want the bucket of chicken to the house. Some people don't want that. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like like some people, you know, they, they want you to say certain things. Some people don't. Some people want you to maybe post a, a memorial on Facebook. Some people don't appreciate that. Some people don't appreciate that. So, you know. Listen, it's it's in here. Good grief, it's 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 in here, man.
0: So I'm I'm gonna just personally shout it out. If if there's any individuals, if there may be ministers, pastors listening, I think you should possibly have those individuals in your your congregation uh, listen or read that book because that's possibly there's things that that can help them in this process. We all experience loss, like. Uh, George is saying that everybody experiences differently, everybody responds differently, everybody, some things are helpful to some yeah. people, but it may not be helpful but those of us who, who step in and try to help and say the right thing and do the right thing, it would be to our best interest to understand that, that we and don't I, want to be offensive
1: Yes sir, and I and I am available, you have mentioned pastors, I've done some, and I am available for pastors, uh, organizations for profit, non-profit, don't matter to come in, I can bring the book or not bring the book, we can talk you know about grief. I talk to congregations all the time. Actually, talk to groups all the time, uh, employees all the time about the grief process, or or any other actually mental health that I uh you know have some um, uh, specialization in. You know what I'm saying because I you know I, I don't talk about everything. You know what I'm saying because it's, it's a big umbrella, but there are certain things that I you know am available to come. You know what I'm saying and I you know what I'm saying we can have that conversation. Like so, if anybody wants to reach out or contact, we're open today.
0: Once again, man, thank you so much. Like we said, we're going we're gonna to pull you back in. Uh, yes, sir. And have, I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, because this, this topic can continue. We can continue Absolutely. to get awareness out on the, the topic, and we can, especially for the, um, the black community, as we mentioned. Yep. We definitely can continue to share, uh, you know, promote this as much as possible. So uh, with that being said, this is a charade. I hope you truly enjoy it. Until the next time, this is Behind the Grind.